Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Good evening, everybody. Tonight, Matt Dillahunty versus Howard Stirrup. Is there good evidence for God? And we're going to get into it right now. Uh, so, Howard, the floor is all yours. Up to 13 minutes for your uh, introduction. Um, so, uh, welcome, Howard, and the uh, floor is yours. Thank you, Ryan. Um... Is that full screen? That is full screen, yes. Awesome, let's do this. Okay, seven reasons why I believe theism is more rational than atheism. In this presentation, I shall give evidence-based arguments for these three. The Bible versus Isaiah, Corinthians and Revelation, plus the surahs in the Quran, and many other religious texts and historical artifacts describe Earth as being multidimensional. Seven heavens, seven D. The Bible describes Earth as a square having four corners. The Bible describes the heavens as a circle. Squares are rational, finite, physical, pi, while circles are irrational, infinite, metaphysical, pi. As we can see, when drawn, the golden spiral grows in quarter circles. Here are the first hundred by numbers. The digital roots of the phi numbers gives us a 24 number sequence, which is like the hours per day. I've colored them so people can see the digital roots and that goes infinitely. The last digit of the phi numbers gives us a 60 number sequence, like the seconds and minutes. Again, I've highlighted it for people to see. The 60 number sequence has four zeros that are exactly 15 digits apart, like four quarters, corners, 
making a cross. When drawn on a, when drawn like astrology, or also it can be drawn like a sine wave. The fives connect in conjunction with the zeros to make 12 sections, like hours per day, night, constellations, and a 12 cranial nerves, plus uh, pairs of nerves, plus one. When we square the circle, we happen to find pi right on the decimal place. Three point one four. This mechanism shows the six days of creation with the seventh judgment day for rest, end times, stopwatch. Or so it appears. I'll walk you through it. Acknowledge the three numbers that surround each zero sevens, the triple nines, three zero, three three and triple ones, also the four corners of the mechanism. Make an axis or a cog for each so that we can rewind back to see what happened on the fifth day or stage. And just to clarify, Turn. this is your evidence for intelligent design? Is this your start yeah. to this topic? All right, just to clarify, we have three topics, everybody. So one is evidence for intelligence design. Uh, second is evidence for Satan. Uh, and the other is evidence for Noah's Ark. So I'll uh, put your timer back on with that clarity, and we'll continue. Thank you. I'll just have to rewind so I don't. no one misses the points. I'm just building Turn the yellow pi arm 180 degrees counterclockwise and turn the purple zero arm 90 degrees counterclockwise. Acknowledge that now the numbers nine on the purple arm are now surrounded by the nines of the yellow pi arm. So are the threes, the ones and the sevens. Now turn the yellow pi arm and the purple zero arm 90 degrees counterclockwise. Now they're locked together. Let's see what we see. Ah, now there's double digits surrounding the zeros. Four nines, four threes, four ones, four sevens, which helps us add another cog to the mechanism. So the next step is to turn all three cogs back 90 degrees counterclockwise, a quarter circle. To see the numbers that now surround the purple arm, we can see that there was also synchronicity with those same numbers when they were in the original position. So we add the new cog and we turn all of the arms 90 degrees counterclockwise. And this makes it locked, set into the starting position. Acknowledge that each time the yellow pie arm is moved, the numbers surrounding it appear to alternate, change position. 
showing that they surround the same numbers on the green cog, eights with eights, six with sixes, twos with twos, and fours with fours. This is a lot of coincidences, if you like to believe that. Okay, I hope that all makes sense. And now you can see that we've put the numbers underneath the original position. Acknowledge that the fives alternate between being in front and behind of their neighbor digits. So this gives us two last cogs or arms that go in different directions. Similar to swap stickers actually. Turn the blue arm holding the 51575953 90 degrees clockwise and turn the other blue arm holding the other numbers 90 degrees counterclockwise. And this gives us all of the numbers grouped into a starting position. Here is a image from my friend, the mathematician that showed me this, showing the six phases, proving that phi works in perfect harmony with pi by design, not chance. So would atheism be a rational position if all of the supporting theories were debunked due to Earth having a special location? Well, all experiments, primary observations and historical artifacts suggest that there is no movement of Earth, but rather that the sun, moon and stars are moving around in the sky above us. Scientific experiments demonstrate mechanisms and working models like star in a jar, cymatics, acoustic and electromagnetic, and many scientists, famous renowned scientists have all agreed because of the, the, the geocentric or the heliocentric models are philosophical, not demonstrable. That's why we've got no movement in the stars over thousands of years. And maybe the heavens are metaphysical, not infinite physical space that we can travel, which is why planets and stars come into focus without any distortion at the same zoom distance. Check for yourself. I know it's a, it's a video, Ryan. It's, it's all times. Um, OK, yes. The sun is sometimes setting behind Venus. If I may just finish making my point. Sorry, you, you throw me again. <laughs> it's all timed. It'll finish in 13, second, uh, 13 minutes. So, yeah, you can see too much detail to call this distortion. There's no missing pieces, no mirroring. And you can check for yourself after the sunset or before the sunrise that Venus flickers with the sun behind OK, it. yes. The sun is sometimes setting behind Venus. It still appears as a bright star to us. All primary observations at water and land level, high altitude and at any distance, never show any loss of landscape due to curvature. Bendy light demonstrably causes distortion, so it's unlikely that we'd be seeing so far on clear days when there's less distortion, no matter where the light source is. So this is what we can see. We know that light refracts but we're told to believe that we're seeing over a bend. Yet when we go upwards, the horizon doesn't go down. Therefore, when someone has experienced the primary observations for themselves and verified the information that's secondary, the evidence discredits the Big Bang theory of creation, random spontaneous abiogenesis, and the theory of evolution. So the most likely scenario is that we've been intentionally placed 
because Earth seems to have been designed. Now we've got evidence of a worldwide flood. We know that mainstream science acknowledges evidence of a flood when it's finding skeletons, but not when they need to explain the marine microorganisms on top of mountains. Pebbles can be found in four completely different locations or environments along the coastline, in riverbeds, in valleys, and even buried in mud. We're told to believe that they're smooth and rounded due to water and mechanical erosion, though 10 to 20% of pebbles have up to 25 external and internal details that correlate with the anatomy of hearts. And the rounded pebbles that are less descriptive appear to correlate with the anatomy of other organs. We'll look at the details in a minute, so people all over the world are uploading the same results, demonstrating that this evidence is reproducible. This open source investigation is known as biogeology and the heart-shaped stone phenomena, suggesting that a supernatural event of which some were shielded to be able to repopulate the world and pareidolia and random erosion aren't adequate explanations to account for all of the visible correlations to anatomy. So this reproducible evidence discredits and potentially debunks the theory of evolution. Said that one a bit too fast. <laughs> but yeah, let's look at the details. We've got flat top with indentations and discoloration where the aorta would be. We've got tapering down on one side and even twisted at the bottom. We also see many Bible um, verses that also suggest that stones uh, might have used to been alive. And we also see plenty of evidence uh, in the real world. There's also six verses in the Quran that support biogeology and that there being waters above and below. And there's historical evidence of petrifying flesh from Hiramo Sargato. And we've now got current um, experiments where you can put chemicals in the microwave and actually make rubies. So petrification is a thing, as these people from Hawaii are claiming um, that this toad has been petrified due to some direct energy weapon. Here's the 20, um, here's the list of 20 correlations that my friend Mike Wilkerson from the YouTube channel Stallium 7's found. He also has found a mountain that looks just like an elephant. And there's many people finding mountains that look like ancient trees, which would explain why oxygen levels were higher before. So it's the globe versus the star in the jar. Which model is able to demonstrate a worldwide flood? Imagine the star in a jar experiment with seven music notes or planets or chakras. We know there's seven colors in the rainbow. So maybe the Egyptians, the Islam and the the, all the other cultures were right to say that Earth is like the yin-yang symbol. If there's strong evidence of a worldwide flood and a mass extinction event, then the fact that we see life now supports the stories about a prophetic savior and his ark. The fact that marine organisms can be found on top of mountains worldwide supports the idea that the sea level was once covering all land. And then we've got primary observations uh, where we can see the blue sky and stars through an apparent transparent moon. We've got stars that twinkle geometric patterns like we saw, which looks like uh, lights underwater. And then we've got historical and actual evidence of a devil. Here we can see the 666 all over the globe math. 
we can see that the ancients used to worship what we call planets or fallen stars, politicians, celebrities, and even... The genealogy shows that I'm sitting from Vlad the Impaler, All connected. Thank you, Ryan. And uh, the United Nations seem to be in control of all of the narratives and even the air that we breathe. So what do these people that get knighted have in common? And wh why do we see a dragon and fallen angels in the sky? Maybe numbers, frequencies, arches, and angles are just other ways to say archangels. Thank you very much. Excellent. Well, we'll end the screen share there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the first step to uh, getting back to our main screen, everybody. Uh, so just before we move into Matt's opening statement, everyone, uh, I'm just going to do a little bit of the housekeeping. Dallas, Texas, everybody. Uh, Texas. Uh, i got to say that right. Dallas, Texas, everybody, is where we're going to be November 4th. Let us know, and 5th, let us know where you're going to be uh, for our debate con 4. Uh, I know Matt's going to be hanging out there. Aaron's going to be there. You can see the uh, promo next to me with David Wood. It's going to be all epic, juicy debate. Uh, we're going to be doing politics one day and religion another day. So uh, you can check that out for tickets in the description if you're going to be in the area. Let us know where you are. Uh, anyways, it's always cool to know where our audience is. I'm in Nova Scotia myself. Howard, where are you hanging out? I'm in Spain, very close to Benidorm. Hanging out in Spain. Well, it's awesome to hear. Uh, and lastly, we have our crowdfund linked there. It's in the uh, link below. You can get all kinds of amazing perks, like a signed picture from your favorite debater. Uh, enough of the housekeeping, everybody. Uh, let's kick it on over to Matt. Uh, so I gave you a little extra time there, Howard. So uh, if you go over a little, a little over 13, that's fine. Take all the time you need there. Uh, floor is yours, Matt. Let me start my timer real quick. All right. So hello, everybody. Uh, good evening. And evidently, my apologies. I find this debate to be irresponsible and ill-advised. Uh, the subject was supposed to be, is there good evidence for God? And specifically, uh, normally, we could have just gone with that. We could have just said, hey, we're going to talk about good evidence for God. And then most of the time, you just show up and you, you take whatever you got and you prepare your rebuttals on the fly. But um, because we decided on three topics, or Howard did, to design of the earth for life, the evidence for Noah's Ark, and the, and the quote, historical and actual evidence of a devil, um, that's what I prepared to address, kind of. Um, by picking those three, it means we don't have to spend any time discussing morality or cosmology or first cause or ontology or experiential or divine sense or any of that. So one curious thing about the phrasing of this is um, that's still a lot of ground to cover design, Noah's Ark, and historical and actual evidence for the devil. Um, so let me start by saying this. In the end, we could uh, have good reason to think that the earth was in some fashion designed, and this would not in any way confirm or be counted as good evidence for a god. You'd need to make a case for a specific designer, not just, oh my gosh, there's things we can't explain, or there's things that might be better explained with some sort of designer. You'd have to make a case for a designer and why it's God. Um, I was going to say, I don't know if that's going to happen. It didn't. Uh, we could confirm remnants consistent with a large boat, and it wouldn't confirm the story of Noah's Ark. Sea creatures at the top of mountains doesn't confirm the story of Noah's Ark or that it was Noah or that it was a god. Doesn't confirm that there was a global flood. Doesn't confirm that there were all the animals on a boat. Doesn't confirm anything about a god. The devil is a bit trickier, though, because if you were to confirm that we have good reason to believe there's a devil, you'd then have to say, 
is this devil necessarily contingent upon a god or a specific god? That's the only subject that I was actually really interested in today because I've debated the design stuff before and Noah's Ark's kind of laughable. But I was interested to see what kind of evidence we might get for the devil. Matter of fact, I suggested we just do that topic, um, especially when you say historical and actual evidence, which implies that you don't consider historical evidence to be actual evidence. So even if we were presented for good, good evidence for all three of those, it wouldn't necessarily confirm a God, which means that if we don't wind up with good evidence for any of these, then we definitely have not confirmed a God. And while I'm most interested in the third topic, um, it's the one that is most difficult. I have to see what sort of evidence is presented. And since I had to write my opening before there was anything presented, I didn't include much about it. Sorry, we'll get into that, I guess, later. The second topic, which I'll touch on in just a bit, is important if we can address whether or not we can confirm evidence for Noah's Ark. But the various design arguments and the supposed evidence for design are often presented even by those who don't think we've found Noah's Ark or don't think we have evidence for a devil or may not consider that or believe that there's an actual devil to begin with. This notion of design is important. It's presented by serious theologians and uh, believers around the globe um, with arguments like a building requires a builder, a painter requires a painter, um, a lot of different analogies. Um, and I think David Hume probably was best in pointing out that the various analogies are going to fail because the analogy of a builder requiring or a building requiring a builder, the universe itself isn't analogous to a builder. But even if it were designed, that doesn't tell us what the, who the designer is or what the designer is or what the characteristics of the designer is, nor does it identify any specific God. You have things like Paley's watchmaker argument, where you have, you're walking along a beach and you find a watch on the beach, and it screams that it's designed because it is so different from the things around it. But if you believe that God designed everything, that means that God designed every grain of sand. So you're walking on a beach full of watches and picking up one particular watch and saying this one is distinct. If we're going to make an argument for design, it can't merely be we've found a mathematical curiosity or we have something that we can't explain. Because if we have something that we can't explain, then it is unexplained. It doesn't mean that we are justified in asserting or inferring design or a design by a God. So how do we tell if something is designed? Well, my version of identifying design is that you'd recognize design by contrasting designed items with things that are not natural or that are naturally occurring. And so you look at things that appear to be naturally occurring and you look at things that you know to be designed and you find the hallmarks that are different between the two of them so that you can direct the evidence. Not just so you can direct your conclusion based on the evidence that either points to design or points to something naturally occurring. If the evidence points strongly in one direction, then we tentatively, because all of our positions are tentative, conclude that design is the most probable explanation. And if it points towards something naturally occurring, then we tend to identify that as not designed. If you were to come across a bunch of sticks and mud uh, blocking up a river, how do you tell if it was designed by, for example, beavers or aliens versus a naturally occurring thing after some river washout where mud and sticks 
clogged up the river through purely natural processes? Well, you begin by looking at dams that you know to be constructed by beavers. If we had dams that were constructed by aliens, I guess we could look at those as well. And you look for the hallmarks of that. What sort of things happen when that is the known cause? And then you find ones that appear to be occurring naturally after a washout or whatever else. And you see how are those more haphazard? Is there some sort of structure? Is there packing? And you make a list of all of the features. And you say, these features are all consistent with strong evidence of design. These features are all consistent with strong evidence of something naturally occurring. It is that contrast that is how we infer design. And it's still a tentative conclusion. Because you can have evidence that is consistent with multiple possible claims. You can have um, something that appears to be designed and something and it may be designed, and something else that appears to be designed that is not designed. It is incredibly arrogant of humans to take the privileged position that we're in and assume that we are the goal of the universe, that we need to have some sort of explanation for how and why the universe ended up with us. What are the odds of us happening? What are the odds of me? Out of everyone that might have existed, I exist. My parents had to meet their parents and so on and so on and so on. But that mistake in math is similar to saying I had two parents and they each had two parents who had two parents who had two parents. So there must have been more people in the past than there are in the present. This sort of error in looking at things and going with your intuitions about how probable something is or how improbable you think something is, is how people infer design. And it's not in any way how we actually demonstrate design. So however unlikely I am, I exist but there are countless people who never existed. And you could use that to say, wow, it matters incredibly unlikely. Or you could use it to show that everyone is very, very unlikely. And those of us who exist are merely less unlikely than those who don't. When it comes to Noah's Ark, um, I, I didn't know what to expect. So I went and did some research on people who have recently even uh, written articles about the possibility of finding Noah's Ark. Do we have good evidence for Noah's Ark? So you have the Ark encounter from Answers in Genesis that on October 19th of this year, so just, just like eight days ago, updated an article uh, with a video, and the article ends with the statement, despite many supposed sightings and evidence in Mount Ararat, it seems unlikely that Noah's Ark has been found in recent times. National Geographic in November 2020 it posted an article on why Noah's Ark will never be found. In, in 2020, the Institute for Creation Research acknowledged that Noah's Ark had not been found and is unlikely to be found. There have been many hoaxes and forgeries, nothing substantive. No reputable science or archaeological organization supports any claim confirming the existence of Noah's Ark. If it ever existed, it's incredibly unlikely that it still exists in any recognizable form. And if it did, that would almost be miraculous, which means if God wanted to present it as evidence, then he could. Ken Ham, even in, in 2021, wrote an article basically saying, hey, you guys are probably seeing a bunch of new articles about uh, Noah's Ark being found. We've known about this for a while. It's probably not Noah's Ark. We don't have any good reason to think it is. When the Institute for Creation Research, the answers in Genesis, when those incredibly dubious organizations aren't even on board with Noah's Ark being found, I don't know that anybody could confirm that Noah's Ark has been found or that there's good evidence for it. And if all you're going to do is point to marine life at high altitudes and you're ignoring all of the things about plate tectonics and other things, 
Uh, you haven't in any way shown that Noah's Ark exists or that the story is true or that it points to a God. Now, the devil, the one that I was most interested in discussing today, hail Satan. I'm not a Satanist, but I, I find it amusing and, and funny um, that there are Satanists, atheists who are Satanists, um, and it terrifies some people. He's a fallen angel. He's also called Lucifer, Satan, the dragon, old scratch, the enemy liar, Beelzebub. And I wanted to know what was the historical and actual evidence. I'm not aware that we got any at all. Um, there are stories of people who have sold their soul to be rich or famous or really great at guitar. And if you were to claim someone sold their soul to be a great guitar player, you don't then get to use their great guitar playing ability as evidence that they sold their soul. That would be a circular argument. You don't get to claim that the discovery of a boat-like structure is confirmation of a global flood or that the discovery of marine life at high altitude is confirmation of a global flood. You have to make a demonstration of what the best explanation is. And you don't get to claim that the appearance of design is actually evidence of a design. And you certainly don't get to highlight mathematical curiosities and claim that this is evidence of design. That's not what evidence is. Evidence consistent with something isn't enough. The appearance of design is consistent with actual design and it's consistent with non-design. Evidence are facts that are consistent with a proposition. Facts that support a proposition to explain some observation or state of affairs. And so when you're going through to come up with a candidate explanation for something, you have to list all of the possible candidate explanations show why they are candidate explanations, show that they should be considered candidate explanations, because otherwise you're going to have an infinite supply, even though I don't like using infinite as a quantity, but an infinite series of potential explanations, because, oh, it could be a red-headed God, a, a green-headed God, a blue-headed God. Every factor you, every, every specific criteria you add to this makes it increasingly less likely, less specific. So how do we identify the devil? Well, the only thing I heard is that throughout history, some people have believed in the devil. There are things to watch out for. There are a number of fallacies, argument from incredulity, argument from ignorance. But first of all, citing the Bible is going to be irrelevant. Figuring out what other explanations might exist could be relevant. But to just say this all seems incredibly implausible or improbable, unless there's a God, isn't evidence and it's barely an argument and i'm pretty sure that it's a, an, un, a non-demonstrable unfalsifiable position um when you point to a bunch of smart people believe something that's also not evidence for it i i genuinely and i and i'll stop here because i hit my there we go i hit my 13 minutes but i i have strong objections to continuing this debate but I'll do it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for the opening statement there. Uh, don't mind everybody if I sound like I'm an old radio announcer from the 50s. This is from 1957. Uh, it's, a, it's an old school mic, so uh, don't mind me. Uh, just to remind everybody, once again, before we kick it into an open discussion, our, our tickets are linked in the description. Dallas, Texas is where we're going to be. Uh, let us know in the live chat right now where you're hanging out. And when you're done letting us know where you're hanging out right now watching this debate and where you're going to be uh, potentially uh, for our November. November 4th and 5th debate con conference hit that like button like you know smack that thumbs up like it owes you money so uh with that said 
let's kick it in an open discussion. Uh, Howard, over to you to uh, respond to some of what you just heard, and uh, let's see if we can get a flow together uh, with an open discussion. Thank you, Ryan. Um, not that it matters, but if you Google the word actual, it has two meanings, and one of the meanings is current, present. So just to correct you on that, Matt, not that it matters, but I've noticed you said it the other night as well. Um, I've shown evidence um, that's reproducible, but I see that people that have got faith in mainstream narratives and secondary information, they seem to be in denial because if you were truly a skeptic, you'd be interested in going to verify if pebbles do often have the heart shape and if the heart shaped stones do have many of these reoccurring features and details that correlate with anatomy. That would be a true skeptic, but otherwise just to ignore it, like many people do, shows me that you're in denial and maybe it's cognitive dissonance or maybe it's because you're, you're just scared of the consequences of final judgment. I don't know, but it's, 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 it's crazy because you're always asking for evidence and that's literally what I've done, 13 minutes of evidence. No, I, my apologies. First of all, um, I don't think you lecturing me on whether or not I'm a real skeptic is probably going to go over well for you at all in this debate. Um, but how do you know that I've ignored whether or not stones often have that shape? First of all, just on the skeptic point, I no, will no, no. take no, I'll take you on on the skeptic thing first, yeah? Because no, I'm you've a accused skeptic. me. You've I accused me. You've accused yeah. me of ignoring and not looking into whether or not stones have that shape. How do you know that I've done that? Well, you haven't mentioned it in your opening statement. You just kept talking about the Mount Everest. Uh, Howard, do you realize that my opening statement was written before I knew you were going to babble on about the shape of stones? But you accused me of ignoring. And you, you see, that if I'm not I'm not a real skeptic or I wouldn't I would go out and look to see if stones actually have that shape. How do you know what my position is on the shape of stones? Because if you had been out and looked at the stones, the smooth stones that we find in four different environments, like I showed, four completely different environments giving the same results, you would either agree that there's something to it, or you'd have your own evidence or reasons why you don't agree. But you so didn't even you mention again, it. So I'm answering, I, I'm asking you me. again, I'm, Howard. How do you know that I haven't done it? Because you didn't mention it in your opening statement, which you, you could have. Howard, let me finish. why on earth? No, 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 sir. Never mind. How on okay, earth am I supposed to mention something? How, how on earth am I supposed to mention something in my opening statement that I don't know is going to be addressed? I wrote my opening statement before you gave your gibberish. Gibberish. It is gibberish. That's, that's a it's low embarrassing blow. gibberish. Sure. How would you know it's embarrassing if you have no experience of test verifying it for, for yourself? Oh, I okay. know what I've said. Is, is I this know debate, exactly what is I've this said. debate is this debate about your evidence or is it about whether or not I'm a real skeptic? Because let's focus on the actual evidence and stop making it about me. But if you aren't a true skeptic, it doesn't then you what, what I am or am not is wow. not the subject wow. of this debate, and I won't entertain any conversation at all about it. Let's talk about your evidence, not whether or not you think I'm a real skeptic, because I don't give a fuck what you think about me. 
Let, well, let's try to bring care, it back to the yeah. evidence of Noah's Ark. So let's go back and some of the things you brought up there, Howard, and uh, see if we can get into some of that uh, there on our second point. I'll bounce it around as uh, if we get off track here. It's not off track. It's just that I keep getting interrupted. and Because um, I'm not going to let you talk shit about me, Howard. You don't get to say I'm not a real skeptic. Whether or not I'm a real skeptic or whether or not you think I'm a real skeptic is irrelevant to whether or not you've presented evidence. So stick to the topic of the debate or you're done. Just because you don't see it as evidence doesn't mean it isn't evidence. Because like I said, there's thousands of people around the world that are finding this reproducible evidence in different parts of the world. Like I said, you've got salt water where the ocean is going in all directions. You've got sweet water, which goes down the river in one direction. And you've got them in the valleys where you get hit by rain and you've got them under the uh, mud. So that's four complete different environments giving the same results all over the world. And people are finding it and uploading the results to YouTube and social media. And people are demanding geologists and even laboratories to take this seriously. But sadly, most people that have got faith in uh, secondary information and faith in mainstream narratives, they are unwilling to verify these things and just shun them off. Thoughts on the other so, side yeah, there? The evidence, so the evidence is there, but it's are you willing to go and make your own primary observations? It's just like the- Do you, do you think I haven't of, seen stones? Do you think I- I was in the Navy for eight years. I've been on many beaches. I've been out in nature many times. Do you think I haven't seen stones? We've all seen stones all of our life, Matt. It was yeah. only a year or so back that my friend Mike showed me the correlations. And then I went and made my own collection, just like loads of people around the world are finding it very, very easy to find the heart-shaped stones. And then when they do find the heart-shaped stones, they have many, 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 details that correlate with the anatomy of the heart yeah you so, can call it a coincidence like you can call the mathematics uh, a coincidence like you can right, say that bendy lies to is some a of this here howard yeah if i have a heart-shaped stone if i have a heart-shaped stone what is that evidence of of noah's ark because if the whole world was flooded which is waters conductive especially salt water Guess what? Arcs are made of wood, no? Wood isn't conductive. So it, it, seeing that there's life now is evidence that some of us were saved and animals were saved because all the pebbles all over the world show us how many creatures must have been wiped out in a mass extinction. So nope. seeing pebbles shows a mass extinction. Seeing people and animals alive now shows that some of them were saved to be able to repopulate. I'm so not what... looking for the ark. I'm looking for evidence that there was an ark. So what you're saying is that heart-shaped stones around the world are evidence of life that was wiped out in a flood, and those are those are their actual hearts. Yes, sir. Okay. Because we've got internal features like chambers, and we've got many things like iron ore that can find inside and outside, um, caked to the to the stones, and we get uh, cork, veins of quartz. So it looks like fat petrifies into quartz, and it looks like 
Uh, iron ore is there because we've got hemoglobin, iron in the blood. So there's many reasons, like I say, internal and external, all over the world, and all pebbles, even the rounded ones, you'll find they're quite easy to stack because organs tend to have a flat or a concave back and a convex multifaceted front. So yeah, there's many reasons why people are taking this topic seriously. It just seems like a lot of people are very against it, so they won't even go and check for themselves because well, they're not true skeptics. Okay. Am, am I a true skeptic or not? Well, it seems like you're inconsistent when it comes to spike proteins, GMOs, um, all of the other mainstream narratives that you like to worship. You don't, you don't seem I worship. to be a skeptic. I worship those well, I worship Maybe those that's narratives? a bad word. What, what do I worship, be, Howard? What do I worship? Sorry, that, maybe it was a bad choice of words, but you don't seem consistent in your skepticism. Is, really? is it only, is it only what, what, do you, what do you think skepticism is? Since we're going to make this about whether or not I'm a skeptic, what's skepticism? Well, I consider myself a skeptic because I don't. I, care. Don't, I asked what skepticism. I'm trying to get there, Matt, but you keep interrupting me and throwing me off. So I consider myself a skeptic because I don't know what shape Earth is. I don't know if the stones are definitely petrified organs, but I'm investigating. So because I'm using the scientific method when it comes to biogeology, I'm using the scientific method when it comes to the globe lie research. And I'm also in, uh, interested in the mathematics uh, when it comes to pi and phi and the E, Euler's number. All right, I'm going to give them a chance to respond, I'm and we got to get back sure. to it. No, it's fine. Let him keep going. Thanks. I'm not sure of what I believe, so I consider myself a skeptic. So I use investigation to try and back, um, get evidence to back my beliefs if I'm to have or conclusions. All right, we're going to let Matt I'm not sure of what I believe either. Uh, on many things, but I am confident about some things. But just a minute ago, I asked you if all those heart-shaped stones were actually the petrified organs of animals that were killed in a flood, and you said yes. So clearly you do believe that. So it, what evidence has led you to conclude that all of the stones that are heart-shaped are actual hearts? Because, thanks. They're very easy to find, and there's only two reoccurring shapes either rounded, which none are like a ball. Like I said, they're all uh, flat, concave at the back and convex at the front. They're either rounded, because most organs are, or they're heart-shaped. And the heart-shaped ones have up to 20 details that correlate with the anatomy of a heart. And mountains uh, seem to look like trees and even titans. So yeah, it's an interesting topic titans? that you should look into. Oh yeah, titans. What are titans? Giants, giant creatures and giant people. Because like a blue life, whale? That's a giant creature. Well, science uh, suggests that there was higher oxygen levels in the past. So it kind of makes sense that there was giant trees and giant things that needed uh, extra oxygen and to, to be so big. I'm not sure. I'm just giving you explanations of why people are taking these investigations seriously. And it appears that they are hearts. Yes, it does, because I have a massive collection of my own that I've managed to find very easily. It's so easy. It's not even difficult if you're willing to investigate instead of just shunning it off because you're in denial. Well, 
I don't know why you keep trying. I'm, I'm genuinely just sitting here asking you questions and you're just talking about or suggesting. Do you think I'm shutting it off and in denial? Well, the things you've said about it and about me. I, I don't know. Is this debate suggest... about what I've said or is this debate about what evidence you're presenting? Which one do you want to do? It's all together. If no, I'm it's presented... not all together. Oh, no, it's not all together. I'm not the subject of the debate. But if you want to make me the subject of the debate, buckle up. Let's let's on, let us what? do move into and I'll pass it back over to you, Howard, uh, historical and actual evidence of the devil. Uh, we're going to try to hammer in on this one because I think it was the most interesting thing to uh, both of you to kind of have a yarn about here. So uh, everybody hit that like button and we're going to move into that point. Historical and actual evidence of the devil over to you, Howard. Yeah, I presented loads of evidence showing that there's been a consistent theme throughout history in different parts of the world. There's evidence of uh, reptilian beings in a higher dimension because there's statues, there's, um, there's scripture, there's many, many artifacts that show different type of reptilian beings that have either been physical or at least influenced us from a metaphysical realm. Just like um, Matt knows when you can look at a snake through different light spectrums, uh, you see things that you normally don't see. We know that our eyesight is very limited, yet we know there exists a lot more out of our um, our visible spectrum of seven colors. So who's to say what there is and what there isn't when we're blind? Well, if, if your position is who's to say what there is and what there isn't, then you're not in any position to say what there is, which means you can't defend a position at all. Like I said, there is a consistent theme all over the world throughout history. So as we know, they didn't have telephones back in the days. How did they all get the same ideas? Map makers, um, statue makers, the, and, and people that have written uh, all the different accounts of dragons, um, dragons, reptiles, lizards, uh, snakes. They're all connected. And uh, it looks like this theme has been promoted throughout history without people being able to let the other artist in, or sculptor in another continent know what he's creating. So for the consistent theme to have been present throughout history, that's evidence that there was something influencing or maybe still influencing our physical reality. Okay, so if there's something that's influencing our reality for people to come up with, let's say, stories of dragons what are the candidate things that are influencing our reality what are the what sorry well you're basically suggesting that for example i'll just go with dragons people in different yeah. cultures have come up with stories of dragons and you're saying that there's a consistent theme and for you that means that there's something influencing something uh guiding or or uh some something some common thread that is getting people to a similar narrative about dragons, right? Well, there's bone discoveries. And no, there's no, no. I'm, I'm asking you, is that what you're saying? That, that there's this narrative, so there must be some, there's gotta be a reason why people are coming up with similar explanations. Yeah, right? and I'm okay. guessing it's personal experience no, I'm, or, I'm, or bone next, discoveries. Wow, it's, it's like you, 
So I, I was asking that question. Speaking. I haven't finished speaking, but it's okay. Well, just, just go on. Yeah, I was going to say, just to be fair, just because uh, I have given you quite a bit of time there, Howard, where you are on the affirmative. So we'll pass it back to Matt there. Just yeah, if I ask question. you a clarifying question, it's not an it's not an opportunity to go into another sermon. So if we're going to agree that, the, okay, if we're going to agree that there must be some reason why people are coming up with similar stories, my question was, what are the candidate explanations for why people have come up with similar stories? I feel like I've answered the question already. I'm I'm not sure what you mean, candidate. Well. People might come up with similar stories because they have similar experiences. They saw real dragons or they saw things like, I have bearded dragons downstairs. Um, th those sorts of things. It's not very, it's not very un unlikely that people would say, oh, we have human beings and some humans are uh, faster than others. And so there must be some human who's the fastest and some human who's the, the strongest. And here's a snake. And here's a bird. Let's put the wings of, of a bird on, on, on a snake and create another creature and tell a story about that. But none of that points to anything that's actually true. But you seem to be suggesting that if people have come up with stories about devils and demons, uh, that this commonality in a narrative suggests that the best explanation is that they point to a true being. Yeah, because how, a lot how of these... do you demonstrate that that's the best explanation? Well, a lot of these uh, statues have been sculpted in temples and pyramids where we still today don't understand what technology they used. So if they were advanced in the past, it suggests that they knew what they were on about because they weren't just doing it artistically, they were doing it to leave a message. I'm sorry, what I was asking was, what method can we use to determine what the best explanation is? And your answer is, if they have methods we didn't understand, maybe they were more advanced. What the hell does that have to do with my question? I'm saying the method is looking at the overwhelming vast amount of evidence in different continents places that we still don't know how they built and you look at it as a whole and that method is stronger than no method of just denying it see that's the thing you're putting me on the spot i would like to put you on i'm the not spot. putting you on the spot sir you picked the subject of the debate i'm asking you how you demonstrate the conclusion that you've reached while mocking other people as not real skeptics how do you reach the conclusion that stories about the devil are best explained by there being an actual fucking devil? Yeah. Um, like I showed in the opening statement, there's a massive accumulation of evidence when it comes to the stars, when it comes to Count Dracula being in the order of the dragon and Count Dracula now being a, in the royal family being descendants of Count Dracula, all the politicians and many celebrities being connected to the royal family. So it looks like there's a serpent seed, a serpent bloodline in our physical reality, actual, as well as historical, yeah. Like secret societies, Matt. I used to be a Freemason. I don't know if you are, but um, I know that I was. So I've got personal experience of secret societies and I understand that these secret societies go into darker uh, side orders and that these uh, kind of fraternities 
like the Order of the Dragon, have been around for a very long time, and they have a common goal, a new world order, which is slavery, like the United Nations uh, Agenda 2030 looks. Yeah, slavery, where we have little freedoms because we've been scared into believing we're to blame for everything, like the climate change, while they're the ones that are manipulating the weather, like I showed in my opening statement. All right, we're getting off These track kind of again. Sorry to interrupt here. So uh, I'm going to try to get us back on uh, base here and just ask you, Howard, uh, for your definition of what the devil is or what devils are uh, and try to get us back on that topic. So uh, back over to you, Howard we're all on the topic it's a higher dimensional energy being conscious entity that has an influence in this world like the bible says the god of this world not the creator of this world but the god of this world because he has influence and um the the thing is the reason i'm talking about the united nations with the artificial weather modification the geoengineering and all the narratives that they're in control of is that they see they have the snake on the logo of the who so they seem to worship uh, reptilians just like the ancients mill did the statues so there's lots of evidence i didn't have much time to prepare for the devil because i didn't want to talk about it in this uh, debate i wanted to make more evidence about uh, patterns in number and nature because it would have gone with the other stuff that i presented but as matt wanted me to talk about the devil i put it in last minute but I think I feel like I showed enough evidence uh, in okay. that one minute. But if, you, if you're not open to it, that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Each to their own. I'm not the there, I'm not the only one. Okay. So so first of all, James approached me with a list of topics for this debate. Um, the devil was on there from the beginning. I asked if we could only do that because it would be interesting. You didn't want to do that. You wanted to do all three of them. And three days ago, I got word from James that you wanted to completely pull that after we'd done preparation. Uh, That's not true. That's I, not I don't true. Get, you take it up with James. Let me finish fucking talking. Yeah, but you misrepresented shut me Shut the twice. fuck up. I'm no, talking. you shut up. You right. shut up. You're talking about Shut up, me. Howard. I'm no. talking. We'll let you respond. You interrupt this me debate, all the time. You interrupt this me all the debate time. We will let you is respond. over. Worry. It is bye, irresponsible bye. You keep to put you evidence. on the air anywhere yeah, to have bye, discussions because, like this. This debate was about like evidence. evidence for God, and you gave three specific talking points, and now you're saying you didn't have time to prepare for the devil, you didn't want to, but you've talked about Dracula and Freemasons and secret societies and Order of the Dragon and New World Order and the United Nations. This is batshit crazy conspiracy theorist stuff. I don't care if James feels like paying me for this debate or not, but I'm done. I'm logging off. This debate is over nobody should pay any attention to you you need to seek help goodbye okay well i i really hope that you yeah all right well there we go uh matt has dropped out of the debate uh, unfortunately everybody so we do have a q a here um i am sorry for putting you on mute there howard uh, just you yeah, didn't have right. most of the speaking time so i did want to give matt a chance it's to get right. his thoughts out um, it's all right, but I am no sorry. No problem. That, uh... Can I just get Can I just get a closing statement? Because when someone's misrepresenting what I've said and what happened, like now and also the other night on his own show, it's not fair. 
right? I didn't change nothing. I told James two weeks ago or right. one week ago what topics I wanted to do, <laughs> and it was a mis miscommunication yeah. because he gets a lot of emails, so I'm not blaming James. I just wanted to explain to Matt that I've done my best to prepare evidence that I didn't plan on doing, okay. and I feel like I've shown enough. And let me just say one last thing for my closing statement. Right. I haven't promoted theories i've shared factual evidence where prince charles admitted he's a descendant of count dracula and i can show evidence that count dracula was a member of um, the order of the dragon everything i've said and shown is factual maybe my conclusions are not right i'm willing to talk about this but people just telling me it's conspiracy theories is denial it's right. denial and so, i'm glad that he's left it shows so, that he doesn't want to talk about it all right i don't want to put you back on the mute there but i i will ask howard uh just uh, for courtesy of our audience here, uh, we do have some questions in our Q&A. If you don't mind answering a few of the questions, we'll try to rock through them. I am sorry, everybody, that uh, we weren't able to uh, continue the debate as uh, we would like to. Matt is more than welcome to come back if he would like to participate in the Q&A, but, uh, uh, you know, we'll continue on. Uh, let's see here. Can I just ask, if, if Matt does come back, can he stop calling me names our... and stop swearing? <laughs> we... That would be great. All right. Howard, I'm just going to warn you right now. All right, if you mention Matt again, I'm just going to put you on mute just because we're going to try to move on from uh, what we just had happen there, and we're going to try to answer our Q&A questions without that context, okay? So uh, I'm trying to, I'm going to count on you, buddy, to, uh, to work yeah, with sure. me here. Uh, Paul Brassfield. Howard, would you say you trust your average college professor or your favorite YouTube personality when it comes to science or history? If uh, this person had paid any attention i'm talking about reproducible evidence versus secondary information so whenever i get information whether it's from a youtube or a professor i like to verify it for myself and then i might make a conclusion or i might keep an open mind but i don't just jump into a belief system because of something i've been told to believe which seems to be the average uh, position of the atheist Alrighty, let's continue on. Uh, $2. Howard, would Satan deserve your forgiveness? I don't know how to answer that question. Only, only God can judge. There you go. Only God can judge. Okay. Uh, this one came in from Scott Lott and said, Thanks for everything you are, Matt. I don't know if you're watching, Matt, but uh, Scott mes uh, messaged to be a fan there. Uh, and, it, you know, if you did enjoy the discussion up to this point, uh, you know, it's a shame things didn't work out the way we were hoping, but uh, hit the like button. Uh, you know, if you have a chance, uh, we appreciate that. Elijah McMahon says, 499, why would Matt waste his time with someone like Howard? He doesn't believe in the globe model. Uh, so we're not going to be talking you. about that this evening no, 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 we already but, decided but, on that but, but uh the point is he, he the word he said was believe i'd like everyone to just pay attention to that believe because you can't demonstrate it okay. thank you this next one from simon allen for the kitty always good to see matt debating and howard's a one off I'm not sure uh, what they're getting at there uh kango 44 why does modern day debate platform howard um I mean, because I've, I like because I've actually got, I've got evidence. But, so, what, like a lot of the moderators say, attack the arguments, attack the evidence, don't attack the the person. But if you want to attack me, that just shows that you're 
unwilling to look into this information for yourself. So good on good on you for showing yourself up. All right, well, let's carry on there, buddy. Uh, Penitless Poppy, perhaps this is just the universe we live in without a designer. How do you know that 3.14 and 1.618 were designed? I don't know nothing. I was just showing evidence for why I have taken a position, and I've shown a lot of correlations in the number. We could see that pi and phi work very well together. And I was hoping to present more about pi and also about phi and nature. But sadly, Matt was very insistent that I talk about the devil because it was one of my seven that I uh, offered uh, months ago in September, I think it was, on uh, Twitter. So, yeah, it's, it's all cool with me. I'm really happy with how this has went because I don't care what people think about me. I'm just trying to put the information out and people can make their own mind by verifying it I'm not asking anyone to believe. All right, we're going to wrap like this up uh, quicker than what we wanted to, of course, uh, where we don't have everybody here. But question for Howard, listening to you, I am interested why you do these debates. You know very, very little about the subjects you talk about. Wouldn't it be better to use your time to read a book? Uh, that's a little bit... No, it's okay, it's okay. It's because I've literally just answered that question. Seconds, so I'll, re I'll, repeat, yeah, I'll repeat myself. I don't care what people think about me i'm here i don't care about a debate i'm not here to argue i'm here to share information and get feedback maybe i'll change my mind but if people are going to call me names and swear at me that just shows me that they're in denial and they can't handle uh, opening their mind or checking for themselves which is all we're recommending all right howard how do you know their hearts what if you're holding them all upside down and they're all ball sacks? I know mine have chambers and veins. Thanks for that, Gregory. That's a good one. That's, that's a better argument than I heard uh, all night. <laughs> all right, well, let's carry on. It's uh, funny. Uh, I do want to respect our super chatters here and read all your questions out. Um, so let's carry on, everybody. Uh, let's see. Um, Howard, you admitted that you didn't. You don't know what methodology these people use to confirm their accounts of the devil. So why are you trusting them? Because I have my own personal experience of the supernatural, which I'm happy to debate someone about in the future. I can show evidence for my own personal experience. And um, I was also in the Freemasons. So I, I understand that there's sects, there's secret societies like witches, like Satanists, and many side orders that really thrive on um, d disgusting things like blood uh, sacrifice, uh, sac human sacrifice, pedophilia, um, adrenochrome. There's loads of horrible things in this world. Right. And we, we see the celebrities promoting it because the god of this world is on the dollar bill. But hey, it's okay. Alrighty, so that looks to be the end of our super chats beyond the ones that seem to be quite on the ad hominem side. Uh, so yeah, once again, sorry everybody that this didn't go the way that we planned, but uh, you know, uh, we're gonna wrap it up here and. Uh, you know, uh, I'm going to remind everybody that our tickets are linked in the description for our modern day debate, a live debate con. So check out those tickets uh, in the link in the description. Hit the like button if you haven't already. And we're going to be back for more juicy debates tomorrow. But uh, in the meantime, keep sifting out the reasonable from the unreasonable. And uh, cheers, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on. Skeptics and scoundrels. Hold on. My super chat was an honest question. Wait, what, what do you ask, buddy? Hold on. I, 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 I know skeptics and scoundrels. He won't let me down here. Yeah. Howard, if every single modern-day scientific claim was disproven, would that increase evidence for a creator god 
If yes, please explain how. Last question, we'll close it out. That's a great question. I'm really happy to answer that. You see, this is why the Earth, having evidence being designed, was, was a, a point that we were going into. Because if Earth isn't just a speck of dust in an infinitely sized universe, lost in space without direction, then the alternative is the geocentric model, which means that we have a special location, or you could say the center stage. Center stages need an audience. And just to answer someone else's question that I didn't get a chance to, if there is evidence of a devil, then there would mean that there is an alternative, because if the devil is an opponent, who is, it, who is he an opponent to? It takes two to tango. Thank you very much, Ryan. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up there, everybody. Uh, just going to remind you all to hit that like, uh, share this out. We are going to be doing an after show, hanging out over on uh, Ozian's channel. Uh, so I'm going to paste the link he just sent me there in the live chat. So you can meet us over there. Howard, you're welcome to join us too. Um, so we'll close it on out. Cheers, everybody. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.